Storehouse Dallas. So I felt like the Lord uh, gave me the scripture, um, Isaiah 43, 19, um, for a word for this year. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Now the beautiful thing about this is for 2019 is that when um, our landlord came to us a couple of years ago and we, we had this new place, she said, well, you can choose from all of these different addresses. Um, you know, you 4307 all the way to 4325, you can choose whatever address and then the post office will approve it. And, um, and I was like, well, we have to choose 4319 because that's our address. And behold, I will do a new thing. Now it will spring forth. Shall you not know it? And I love that. He's saying, don't you know the season and the time that you're in? Watch and listen because it's, it's all of a sudden he's shifting and doing something new. And when he's doing something new and there's a new wine being poured out, you can't be like back in yesterday going, but I don't, I don't, I have no understanding because you'll miss the boat. You don't want to miss the boat because that boat is going to some really cool places. So uh, we, I had this, um, I had just this whole series of dreams in December and, um, and the Lord was just so near and, and on, um, uh, Jessica, why don't you come up because Jessica's going to help me tell this story. Guys, uh, this is Jessica Justice. The Lord is just, she is a wonderful spiritual daughter, and she's been in our house. She's been through EJS twice, our Encounter Jesus School, and I love what the Lord is doing in and through her. She is truly a, a, a prophet and a mystic, and so the Lord speaks to her through dreams and visions and encounters. And so on January, uh, no, December 23rd, I'm sleeping and I hear the external and internal audible voice of the Lord. And he says with a booming voice, the door is open. And I, it shoots me up out of sleep. And I'm like, and I'm like breathing heavy going, this is, this is, this is God. Now, now I've only heard this, I say this to you because this is not common for me. I don't hear the audible voice of the Lord. I've only heard it twice before. And when he comes, he's doing something and saying something in the earth that he's shifting us. And when God says the door is open, we need to pay attention. And so I'm like, okay, Lord, this is amazing. What do you mean by this? And, and then the next day, Jessica texts me and I'm gonna let her tell you what she texts me. Um, so I talked to, I just, as I'm going about my day, I talked to the Lord and um, I've been reading a lot and studying a lot. Um, and so I was actually wrapping presents because it was Christmas time. Um, and so I was just praying. And so like, as I'm going about my house, I just pray. 
Um, and as I was wrapping a present, I saw an angel, like a big angel with big wings knocking on the door of Tracy's house. And I was like, that's awesome. I want to tell her. And so I texted her and I said, Hey, I just saw this huge angel outside your door, knocking on your door. And I was like, I don't have a clue what that means. Um, but as soon as I sent a text message, I heard, um, William Branham passed away today and it's his mantle. And I was like, oh my goodness. And so I honestly didn't know who William Branham was. Um, and so then I messaged her about that. Um, do you want me to tell about the honestly? Okay. Okay. Sorry. All right. All right. So she, the next day on December 24th, she texts me, there's an angel standing at your door knocking. And then she hears William Branham died today. William Branham died on December 24th in Texas. Now, for those of you that don't know him, he had the, okay, you can be seated. Thank you, Jessica. <laughs> Jessica is amazing. If anybody needs a word, she's your girl. Um, so when she said that, um, if you haven't heard the words that I gave on William Branham this fall. She was not here for all of the words that we released and all of the, everything the Lord was saying about William Branham this fall. She was not here for that. She did not hear any of it. She's like, I don't even know who William Branham is until after she heard from the Lord, William Branham died today. And she's like, okay, well, I should probably look this guy up. William Branham had the most significant healing ministry in the earth besides for Jesus. He saw not, he didn't just heal people and say, oh, um, uh, I see you're sick. What do you have? Let me pray for you. He knew what they had. When they came up, the Lord showed him not just the disease, but he showed them any kind of sin or open door. Not only that, but he also knew the thoughts and intents of their heart. He could, when people would come up to him in a line, he would say, I saw you last night. You were in your kitchen. The, 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 you were wearing a green dress and you were talking to a man with a brown hat and the wallpaper was yellow. And you said, and he would say exactly word for word, the conversation that they had. That level of anointing is coming back to the body of Christ. And I believe this year is going to be a very significant year. The Lord told me, now I don't go around and listen to a lot what other people say because I like to hear for myself. And the Lord told me that this is going to be a year of birthing. And so when he said the door is open, I believe it's twofold. I believe that this angel is the angel that was with William Branham everywhere he went because he had this huge angel that was assigned to him that was even caught on film. They even saw him. They caught him on film, this angel. And so this angel during his time of ministry would press into him and everything he was getting was from this angel. And I believe that this is not going going to be a one-person thing. And so when the angel showed up at my door, I believe that this is for this city and for this house. So I say that this is what I believe the door represents, a couple of things. When he said the door is open, I believe that it is the, the, it is the door of Lazarus' tomb. 
And the Lord is saying, come forth, dead ones. I am raising you. I am awakening you from your dead slumber, church. And you are going to rise up to be a great and mighty army. Amen? And strength is going to come to our bones. And we're going to be connected like a family. We're not going to be connected like an organization or an org chart or whatever. We're going to be so connected relationally that when you mourn, I mourn. When you hurt, I hurt. When you have a need, we find a way to make it happen. But we're so connected with one another that the barriers and the walls come down where we really know we can trust each other because we love one another so deeply. The second door that I believe is open, bear with me on this, it's really the, the door of, of birthing. It is that doorway where the baby is now coming forth, where the, where the crowning has happened and the baby is now on the way. And the rivers are coming forth in that place of wilderness. When, you, when you've labored for so long, you're like, Lord, am I having an elephant? It's been 11 years, but I, I have, a, I have a, 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 my heart is so burning for this city, and it is time, listen to me, it is time that this city become the city of our God. All it takes is an army that says we are 100% in. We leave nothing, as John was saying, we leave nothing on this earth. But we fully give ourselves to hearing and seeing and doing whatever it is you say, no matter what the cost. And you get an army of believers like that, and this city will come down. And so I believe that there's going to be a lot that happens this year. And I am more um, uh, uh, I am feel so intentional about training. And I would like to say to you today that we're really not a church in a typical sense. We are a house of prayer, and we are a training center to train apostolic people to take this earth and make it a footstool for Jesus. That the mountains of this earth are going to become the mountains of our God. And we're going to start going out and doing exactly what he said that we were going to do, which is rule and reign with him. I'm going to be talking next week about Psalm 2 and just the day of trouble that I feel like is upon us. There's so much that the Lord is uncovering and showing me at this time and, and how rapidly we're moving into the day of trouble. Not just in America, which there are things happening in America that most of the body of Christ are completely ignorant of. They don't have a clue. But there are things happening in America that have never happened since the establishment of this country. And it is not good. 
It is not good. There is actually a battle going on for the heart and soul of America right now. And it's time for the church to wake up and really be the church outside of these four walls. Amen? So I'm going to read to you uh, briefly about this open door um, because this is what I feel like the Lord is saying. Now, William Branham died in uh, 1965. So I want you to think about this prophecy that he left behind. Now, I didn't know this when I went to, to research William Branham and I was researching on his life, which you can get. It was, I think I, I released that message. It's called The Life of William Branham. You can check it out on YouTube. It's from October 2018. Um, but I don't want to get into all of that, but I do want to, I want to read over you this prophecy because it was in 1965 that he took a young 17-year-old uh, man and um, who, the 17-year-old, his name was Buford Dowell, and he said that, he, that William Branham never even spoke to him. And he'd been part of, his father had been part of his ministry his whole life. And there he is at 17 years old playing his organ. And that day, he said, I want you to come have breakfast with me. And he's like, oh my gosh, the man of God. And he thought to himself, I have so many great ideas for the ministry that I want to share with you. So he starts telling him how he believes he could grow his ministry. And William Branham said, let me stop you right there. Actually, uh, the Lord is taking me home. And he said, oh, no, 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 you're young. You're only in your 50s. And he said, no, the Lord has told me he's taking me home. And this is what he said. Now, remember, it's 1965. He said, I've been in a season, and we would lay hands on one, and God would come through me. But my season has come to a close. Another season is coming, and this season is going to be teaching and the revelation of the word and of Jesus Christ and who we are in him and who he is in us. It's about Jesus in us and us in him. Now, at the time, this was not happening. This kind of teaching was revelatory, and it was not happening. This season will last for a while, and then it will come to a close. And then God is going to take every move of God that we have heard of in history and even what we have witnessed and saw in the Bible days and put it all together in one big Holy Ghost bomb, and he's going to drop it on the earth. The nations will rock and reel with the power of God like they've never seen. And primetime news will cover it, showing the dead being raised, arms stretching out, and eyes popping back in its sockets. You will lay hands on them. You, oh, this is what he said. You will not lay hands on them like we did. It will be so large that you won't be able to. No auditorium or tent can hold them. They will be in open fields in America. God is going to bring the ministry of the apostles and prophets to the forefront. And they will have the mind of God and the heart of God and the voice of God. They won't speak about the future. But they will become oracles of God and create the futures with God. Let that sink in for a minute. 
Listen to what he's talking about. He's talking about an army that have been so undone in love as Mary of Bethany's that they're willing to submit their tongues to fire. That they're willing to submit their minds and have their minds renewed. They're willing to let their hearts be healed so that they can become one with God. Beloved, this is the John 17 reality where we become one with God and we begin to release the truth of heaven into the earth and it's going to hit the earth like a flood. In fact, at the beginning of every year, I always, um, I always write in my journals what the year is going to be, and I, I take one of those little clicker things, you know, that makes the letters, you know, like click, 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 you know, you like twist it, and you know what I'm talking about. I forgot what they're called. A label maker, thank you. Anyway, so I took one of those, and I put it on my journal every year because it's like, this is what God is saying about the year. And in fact, I hadn't even really used the journal for 2018 when I found this message from Buford Dowell. And I wrote on this, 2018, creating the future. I'd never even heard of that testimony from Buford Dowell before. The Lord just told me to go look it up. And I was like, oh, okay, there's a testimony he left in the earth. But that testimony speaks of you. And so when he says, behold, I do a new thing, he's saying, guys, church is over. This whole exercise and sitting in a pew on Sundays is coming to an end. We have, the door is open and we are crossing over into the promised land and we're leaving this, this wilderness season. Yeah, we saw, yeah, we loved it. Thank you, Lord, that, uh, that our shoes didn't wear out and there were miracles in there and, and, and water came from the rock. But I'm telling you, we think that we have seen signs, wonders, and miracles, but you haven't seen anything yet. This is going to be, think about everywhere you go, people just start falling out. And you're like, I can't even go to the grocery store because I'm so busy ministering to people. Who need, has time to eat? Amen? All right. So um, turn in your Bibles to, well, I, never mind. Don't turn there. Yes, turn there. Turn in your Bibles to Revelation um, 4, and we'll start there. Okay, so you've got this open door. So John the Beloved sees this open door, Right? Um, Revelation 4, verse 1. After these things, I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven, and the voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, come up here, I'm going to show you the things that must take place after this. And so that, that door is open unlike it ever has been, ever, 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 ever for a generation. 
And there are some really serious decisions to be made by all of us. Because as we choose this doorway, you're going to have to let go of a lot of this nonsense of the earth. And, and specifically, let me tell you, if you want to know what God's about to do, look at what the enemy is doing. He's taken a generation and he said, oh, hey, I invented the internet. And you're going to have at your fingertips more information than any other generation. And with that, there's going to be a deluge of words that are going to hit your mind 24-7. And you're not going to know what the truth is. Because there's a door in heaven. And there's a man that's speaking. And he's like, but nobody's listening. How will I release what I have in heaven if it's not on social media? And so this is going to require discipline. Because the truth is, there's algorithms programmed into these social media apps which will captivate and hijack your mind. Where you literally cannot drive down the road without looking at your phone. Can I get an amen? And it's intentional. It's intentional. The enemy wants to steal what God is about to release. Because if you're on social media 24-7, how can you be sitting at his feet, pouring oil on his feet, saying, I love you, I worship you, I praise you. And he's pouring out his adoration and his words into our hearts and our minds. And we're so captivated in love that we're like, I'm leaving it all behind. I'm leaving it all behind. So Revelation chapter 5, John speaks of the lamb who takes the scroll. He sees this whole scene unfolding where you have in verse 1, and I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll written inside and on the back, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice who is worthy to open the scroll and to loose its seals. And no one in heaven or on the earth or under the earth under the earth, that just totally, I'm like, what? No one under the earth was able to open the scroll and to look at it. So I wept much because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll or to look at it. But one of the elders said to me, do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and loose its seals. And I looked and behold, in the midst of the throne and the four living creatures and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into the whole earth. And he came and he took the scroll out of my right hand, the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And he opened the scroll, which loosed a new song, a new song that was sung. And this song said this, 
You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood, out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, and you have made us kings and priests to our God, and we will reign where? On the earth. We will have rulership. We will reign over the earth as kings. We will reign over the earth as kings. And nothing, say nothing, nothing. will stand before us because of who we are. John and I uh, went to Costa Rica for our 20th anniversary. And we were so excited about this. We were like, this is going to be so much fun. And we'd been planning it and preparing it. And we got there. And um, we had this beautiful hotel. And the beautiful hotel was situated on how many acres? 4,000 acres. So, I mean, it was just like this huge compound out in the middle of the jungle that met the beach. And it was so perfect. And, and we were just so excited to be there. And, and so we landed in Costa Rica in one of the cities where the airport is. And then we had to drive all the way out to the coast. But we landed. And it's just pouring. It's just pouring down rain. And we get to the place where we're going to rent a car. And the woman there said, I, I was like, wow, I hope this rain really, you know, because you go to the beach, you're like, I want to lay out in the sun or do sunny things. I'm in a tropical place, after all, my 20th anniversary. And uh, she goes, oh, yeah, this is a rainy season. It rains every day, all the time. I'm like, no, it's not going to rain every day. This is my 20th anniversary. You know, somebody should have looked at TripAdvisor, but they didn't, that somebody would be me. So anyway, I thought... I'm so bummed out about this. I am so bummed out about this. So I was like, it's not going to rain. It is not going to rain. There go the windshield wipers as we're driving to the airport. I'm like, no, it's not going to rain. So we wake up the next day. Clouds are all coming around, you know, all the, the dark clouds. And I was walking on the beach, and I said, Lord, this is my 20th anniversary. This rain is not okay. Would you let me hold back the rain? And he's like, this is what he said. Yeah, go for it. I was like, awesome. All right. There I am on the beach, and I'm like, in the name of Jesus, no rain shall come near this property. No rain until John and I leave this hotel. Guess what? It didn't rain. Now, let me tell you something. It rained all around us, but it didn't rain. In fact, on the last night that we were there, the waiter said, you know, this is really strange. Normally, it rains every day, but it hasn't rained this whole week while we've been here. He said, it's, it's actually, it's raining every place but, but at the hotel. Like, it's raining over here, and it's raining. You can see the clouds, and you can hear the thunder, but it's actually not raining right here. And John just looked at me, and we both smiled, and we were like, mm-hmm, yep, that's right. So the power, and here's the thing, I, there's nothing special about me. I'm in love with a man. And he arrested my heart. And I fully believe what he said in his word. And I fully believe what he said in his word about me. 
And I fully believe in the power and authority that I walk in. That storm cannot come near my hotel because the Lord said that I had permission to stop it. So John is fishing. We're on the fishing boat out way out in, on the sea while we're there. And John's heart, he was like, I, all, he talked about it the whole time we are there. All I want is a sailfish. All I want is a sailfish. Well, we caught every fish in the ocean except a sailfish. I mean, we had tuna. We had uh, Dorado. I mean, we just had, a, you know, it's all coming in. And so I'm like, we're headed back in, and it's raining where we are, you know, because we're not at the hotel, which is interesting. I'm looking over at our hotel, and it's not raining over there, and here we are in the rain, deep sea fishing. And, and so we're coming back in, and it's raining, and, and you can see the shore. We're almost there. They're about to pull in the lines. And I said, Lord, you know, what about this? What about this sailfish? Can I command a sailfish to come up and, and, and bite this, this hook? And he said, yes, you can, go for it. And I said, okay, in Jesus' name, I command a sailfish to come up. No more than three minutes later, bam, that thing gets hit, and that sailfish comes flying out of the water, dancing for John, and he pulls that sailfish in. Now, again, you have authority over all creation, and you've been given it because there's a door open, and there's a new song that's being sung, and it's a song of authority that you will rule and reign. All right, so one more testimony. Is that okay? So uh, Sam and I are at one thing, and um, it's like 20 degrees outside, and it had been raining, so it's real icy. And I mean, you know, I'm a Texas girl. I hate cold weather. So we're walking. We have to walk like three or four blocks to get, and it's, it's like 1 o'clock in the morning. It's on New Year's Eve. Um, and, and so we're walking to uh, the garage where our car is parked. And we're parked like on the second story, but the, but the, the stairs were wet and had, you know, so they kind of iced over. So we're like, let's just get on the elevator. Well, everything in Kansas City is like over 100 years old. Not kidding you. Um, and, and so we, we go to get on this elevator and it's about, the doors are about to shut. And lo and behold, like five teenage, beautiful teenage girls come running up saying, hold the elevator. Sam's like, bam, I got it. <laughs> so we push the button on the floor that our car is on. We get to that floor. They're on a floor uh, above us. We get to our floor that we're supposed to get out. And it, the elevator goes, and the doors won't open. So I go to push like the open door button. And again, it goes, not a good sign. All right, it's 1 a.m. We're in an old car parking garage in downtown Kansas City. And so we're sitting there for a while. We're pushing all the buttons. Nothing is happening. So like five to ten minutes goes by. The girls start freaking out. And Sam, of course, being chivalrous and his, the hero that he is, he's trying to calm their nerves. <laughs> and I said, wait a minute. We know the one that can open this door. And I said, in Jesus' name, door open. And the door goes. <laughs> and they looked at me. And I went, wow, God, that was so cool. <laughs> you know those moments when you're like, yeah, I expected that to happen. <laughs> so all 
these little teenage girls, they're hugging Samuel, and they're like, oh, this is so great, we're saved. And, and, and Sam's, so they all get off, and Sam and I, they go start going up the stairs, and Sam turns to me and he goes, really, Mom? I didn't even get her number yet. Really? I'm like, I thought I was helping. Oh, so sometimes uh, that open door can, can not work on your, you know, you got to ask your son, is it okay if a miracle happens right now? <laughs> so when Jesus took the scroll and he opened the scroll and the new song came, that's when Pentecost happened. All of that flooded down into the earth, and all of the sudden, words were available to us again. Because in Acts 2, he said, oh, this is what this is, dreams and visions, and you're going to hear the voice of God, and you're going to prophesy. You're going to speak to something and command it to be as God ordained it. You're going to speak to a city and you're going to say, Dallas, you shall be saved. Why? Because God just said it to me. And it's going to cause Dallas to come under the weight of the glory of God of what just came out of our mouths. That is so exciting. You see, he said, listen. You are going to overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. Well, well, who, who is it that's given a testimony? A witness. A witness will testify of what they see and hear. Where? From heaven. Heaven is saying something and doing something. And we are to be witnesses of what they're saying. And we testify. And my testimony is going to overcome the darkness that is on the earth. So I am filled with the zeal of the Lord to train you, to train you that we will see signs and wonders unlike we have ever seen since the book of Acts and even greater than that. And so we've, we have this thing that is so beautiful called the prayer room. Because without you knowing a Mary of Bethany reality in your life, you can never walk in this kind of authority. Never. It's intimacy and it's authority. Write me as a seal upon your heart, as a seal upon your arm. Your love is stronger than the grave. And I'm telling you, this place of intimacy, this place of, it, it will undo you. It will actually transform you. And you don't go there because you have to. And it may start off that way. You may be like, okay, I'm just going to discipline myself. I'm going to do it. But here, let me tell you something. He kind of tricks us because he says, do it. We do it, and then we go, oh. Oh my gosh, I fell in love in this place. And all I want to do is cry over the beauty of Jesus. I see him and I see him and I see him. And I don't even ask in that place for anything. I just minister to him. 
I just worship him and I minister to him, telling him how beautiful he is because that's basically all I can say. I see your beauty. I see your beauty. I see your beauty. Oh my gosh, you're so lovely. How magnificent you are. And in that and through that, he's transforming my life, my money, my marriage, my children, my city, and I'm walking in a kind of authority that I just never even thought existed. And it's like, it's just me. You know? I was just like a, this, this ridiculous fisherman, just like, in, just like it was in the New Testament, you know? He uses us. All he's looking for is one glance of your eye that you would gaze on him and remember who he is and who you are. John asked me the most incredible question over the holidays. Um, We were sitting and talking together, and I think I may have told you guys this before I left, but he said to me this, and I believe it's a question for the hour. He said, Tracy, are you fully you? Are you fully you? And for the first time in my life, I said, yes, I am. I am. And the only reason I can say this is because of my devotion in prayer and returning back to my first love. So I don't need to become anybody else. I'm good with being Tracy. And I'm good with letting Jesus do whatever he wants with me, you know? So nobody needs another Mike Bickle. Nobody needs another Heidi Baker, you know? Nobody needs another Matthew. Matthew's Matthew. He gets to play that role. He gets to be uniquely Matthew with Christ moving through him in the earth. Jeff, uniquely Jeff, with Christ moving through Jeff in the earth with all of his personality, with his booming laugh that we all adore. Every single one of us, he's like, hey, look at this. I'm Jesus, you're you. I'm going to move inside of that personality, and we're going to have a lot of fun. Because when you're fully you, don't you know that's when it's game on. And we can start really enjoying our lives. So, this is really what is available, and I believe, um, and I'm going to talk to you as a mother, because as a family, the mom of the house really is like, okay, here are my kids, here's my beautiful family, I love each one of you, and I'm going to have to stand before the Lord, and and I'm going to have to give an account for you, just as Jesus did with his And he's like, listen, I didn't lose any of them. I didn't lose any of them. None of them fell away except for the son of perdition or the the one that was supposed to. So I didn't lose any of them. And so I want to adopt you into my family. And that's what Growth Track is all about. That's one way this year that we're really going to connect deeply as a family. I want to know who are, who's mine. If you're mine, I need to know you're mine. 
so that I can be faithful to steward your heart and your minds and to get you to this place that, that John and I are beginning to realize through the power of God. And so growth track is a membership class. Yes, I said it. And the beauty of it is that you're going to get to know who we are. Like John said, you're going to get to know our story. So you know what you're signing up for. What kind of family is this that I'm going to be a part of? Because again, John and I are interested in having a family, not an organization. That we would be very organic. That we would flow with the Holy Spirit. That we would worship for an hour and a half, right? You don't need to hear me do this. We just need to have an encounter with the living God and hear what he has to say to us. So growth track is also going to be a, um, a Bible, like a, like a foundations class. And so we're going to be talking to you about some foundations of the faith. And some of you, if you have holes in your, in your foundation, we need to plug those up and say, here's what God says about milk. Let's give you some milk before we give you the meat. Amen? But I would love it if all of you would go through. We're also going to talk to you about spiritual gifts, what some of your spiritual gifts are. We want to hear your story. We want to know you as well as you know us. So I want you, I encourage you to go. I think it starts on the 13th. And so uh, please sign up. We're going to have, um, it's always a lot of fun. You know, fun's my middle name. So we're not doing it unless we have fun. Um, now, the second thing that we are offering is uh, the three Fs, which is going to be uh, Bible school on, um, or Sunday school on um, Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. So what we're going to cover is uh, the three Fs, freedom, family, and finances. Um, and the reason that I'm doing this is that um, a lot, we're going to take who we are and we're going to apply it. Because here's the truth, a lot of us don't have victory in our lives and it's not, and it's because we keep asking God to do something and he's like, uh, I already did it at the cross, but we just don't know how to apply what God's already done so we can see victory. Amen. You see this right here? This book is made up of the most beautiful stories of our savior, Jesus, Right? And it's also got a revel it's got revelation of Jesus, Old and New Testament. But this right here, this is a sword. This is the sword of the Lord. And a lot of us are dying in our finances, we're dying in our emotions, and we're dying in our families because we don't know how to use the sword of the Lord. Because we don't know how to, how to make the word work for us. You gotta work the word if the word is gonna work. You have to understand how to use this so that you push back the enemy and you begin to take territory. And it's exactly what I believe he was talking about. We will teach you how to create the future with God. A lot of you are holding on to promises. A lot of you are holding on to promises that are 20 years old. A lot of you have sons and daughters that are away from the Lord. I'm telling you, beloved, the word of the Lord will help to facilitate and close the gap on these things. I don't want you to be hope deferred anymore. I want you over here in the tree of life. 
Everybody wins. Everybody's victorious. Amen? Amen. All right, so uh, freedom, which is emotional awareness and victory, um, and, and just emotional health and really how, learning how to be emotionally healthy. Um, the second family, uh, which will be this summer, successful marriage and parenting. John and I are going to be a part of that. Um, and um, finance, kingdom finances, you know, how to create supernatural wealth. Now, you can do it the earth's way because in 1 Corinthians 2.7, it said, look, there's two wisdoms. One is of this earth and one is of heaven. We're going to teach you about how to access heavenly wisdom and begin to grow in wealth. I am all for pulling something out of the invisible realm and putting it into my checking account. Amen? And I've seen it happen. John and I can testify to this over and over and over and over and over. So you can work yourself to death, worry yourself to death, or you can get in this kingdom finance course, which is going to be in the fall. Um, all right, so then on Thursday nights, we're, we, we've been doing a lot of supernatural stuff on Thursday nights, which we will continue to do, but we're going to have a storehouse forerunner school. So I'm very intentional, again, about training you. And this isn't going to be all book stuff, but I'm telling you, I'm going to teach you the way of the Jedi are the way of Christ, which is better than the Jedi. You know what I mean. Okay, don't anybody get offended over that statement. Because again, it's going to be like Yoda. You got to unlearn what you've learned so that you can learn the ways of God. All right? All right, so uh, in our storehouse forerunner school, uh, Lindsay and Rob are going to be teaching on the Song of Solomon, Intimate Authority. And then uh, we are going to move into, over the summer, uh, King and Priest, which I'm going to teach. And then um, we are going to move into um, End Times, which Matthew Esquivel, or we call him Matthew Eschatology, is going to teach. And, and sprinkled throughout the year on Thursday nights, we're going to teach you how to hear God. And Barbie Brethet is going to come and teach on dream interpretation. And so we're going to have all kinds of fun stuff. And then there'll be lots of fun stuff like healings and deliverance and glory bombs and, you know, baptisms of fire. And we'll invite Jeff to come up and, and take us all into, you know, the joy of the Lord and joy bomb. Amen? All right. Um, so that... What my heart is, is um, I want to teach you how to access heaven so you can transform the earth. Um, to live the Mary Bethany lifestyle and sit at the feet of Jesus so that you can create the future with God. We're going to teach you how to access heaven transform the earth. We're going to teach you how to have intimacy and authority. We're going to teach you how to become one with God. So his words and his presence will renew your mind so you can see and hear and understand. We're going to teach you um, how to be healed in your heart so you can grow in love and fruitfulness and um, so that you can transform your life, your family, your city, and this nation. I want you guys to know that I'm not messing around anymore. And I love you, but I will be a pastor and a shepherd over you with a rod.
because we can't continue to be lazy Christians and prayerless Christians, but we've got to get on the wall and really begin to watch. And I love you. This may or may not be the place for you. I'm raising up an army, and if you want to be in the army, let's do this. But look, if you just really want to hang out, this may not be the place for you because I will get up in your business and I'll say, why? Why aren't you advancing? Why aren't you moving forward? Are you spending time with God? How much are you in the word? Are you giving? Are you doing the basics? How are you connected in community? Are you serving? Because everybody in my family does the dishes. And you can ask Samuel and, and all of my kids about that. Everybody works. Everybody works. Amen? Do you still love me? Okay, I love you too. All right, well, let's stand. So here's what I want to do. I want to activate us this morning. Can um, Bethany, can you come up? Jen, can you come up? <clears throat> I want to go ahead and, and, and lay hold of this open door. Because I believe that if, the, if, if you are serious about this, now look, if you're not fully convinced, don't do it. But I'm really asking you to step through this open door this morning. And what this means for your life is that the Lord, if he puts his finger on something for you to leave behind, then you have to let it go. You don't want to miss this. We want to go forward. I want to be, and I want you to be, the wise virgins who have oil, who've really allowed themselves to fully fall in love. And you're holding nothing back holding none of your affections back from him but you're saying take my whole heart you're worthy of my whole heart so I want you to repeat after me Father we repent For giving our time away to things that don't matter. We've given our affections to social media. This morning, Lord, we ask you to come and give us the grace to shut the door to all of that information. All of those chaotic words. And Father, we just repent now. Forgive us for forsaking our first love. And we commit ourselves 
to saying yes to be Mary of Bethany and to sit at your feet. Father, you know my schedule. Tell me what this looks like for me. And I'll give you my whole heart. And I'll give you my time. In Jesus' name. We hope this message was a blessing to you. If you would like to partner with us, you can visit storehousedallas.com forward slash give or you can send a text message with an amount to 84321. Thank you very much for your contributions.